Nana Manahir, Augustin Vic, Augustin Spirit Naive, Amen. Jeeve, God with you. Father Brendan Kilcoyne, The Brendan Option, Immaculate Productions, Subscribe Button, Patreon. I think that's covered. I want to talk this time about a new kind of cat. So we've got trad cats, rad cats, medge heads. You've got all these. What about grunge cats? Hmm? I think we have to rise to meet the challenge laid down to us by Laudato Si and Pope Francis. It is time for us to claim back the environmental struggle. I mean, if you think of it, all that inheritance of the monasteries which preserved and developed so much of European culture. The monks were great farmers, great herbalists, beekeepers, you name it. Shouldn't we be looking at all of this? The medieval scholars did debate whether certain animals had souls. That's my understanding. <laughs> Understandably, I think that the focus tended to be on dogs, horses, and the like, because they seem to have most affinity with humans or to be closest to humans. Although I think the reality is that we have tamed them over many millennium. But there is something about a dog. I will admit there is something about a dog, something about a horse. If you're Irish, there's something about a horse. No, I don't believe animals have souls. But I do have no trouble accepting the traditional Catholic theological view that there is um, a spiritual principle in animals of a primitive order which is not a soul and yet there is something there. There is some reflection of the divine there. A beauty, an order. I mean, who... I've never been to Africa, but who can't watch a, a cheetah running on, on film. Or let's come back to Ireland. Who can't wa watch a beautiful horse in full gallop? A magnificent pedigree dog. No, no, no. I took up beekeep beekeeping about a year ago and um, did the course with Fibka. Great, tremendous crowd of people and all the rest of it. There are very interesting discussions going on in, in beekeeping, in the world of beekeeping, because, of course, the vegans regard beekeeping as, as oppression of brother bees, of, of our comrade bees. And all right, it's easy to laugh at it, and, of course, I am indulging in a low joke. They do have a point in that we are answerable for how we're treating animals. I've watched a few videos there by Gary Orofsky, and I must say I find him... Maybe a bit radical for my taste, uh, much as he would despise that. But I have to say, I'm uncomfortably reminded listening to him of the best of the old Catholic preachers. I just said the guy, the guy can preach. He's animated by a ferocious gentleness, which I find not at all a stranger to the Catholic sensibility. Not at all. It's something we recognise in the prophets. 
It's something we recognise in the great Catholic fathers of the church. It's something we recognise in the great saints. A Protestant Christian would recognise it quickly in the great Protestant preachers in Wesley or Whitefield. These are interesting things. Is this business of the way we treat animals? And I have to say that I am becoming, as an inveterate meat eater all my life, I am becoming very uncomfortable with the meat industry. I am. One of the things I've begun when, I don't know whether I'll ever go back to teaching second level religion classes, but I did it for years. I would always begin with senior students, my religion classes, by telling them how weird they were, how weird human beings are how alienated we are in a sense. We're such unusual animals, but yet animals. Great Catholic theologians never questioned our animal nature. Other animals conquered by us, most of them, the intelligent ones afraid of us. Wolves will run if they smell us on the breeze, unless they're starving or in a pack. They might go for a child or for a lone unarmed human in a pack. But generally they know that they're dealing with a very strange animal. We have no fangs for tearing, gripping, tearing. We have no claws. Our nails aren't much. And as the vegans say, and it's an interesting argument, we have the teeth and jaw movements, the chewing movements of a herbivore. We simply, we don't have the teeth. We have to cook meat. And, and our digestive systems can't handle it unless it's cooked. And depending on the meat, it has to be quite well cooked. Some religions don't even allow, and this is almost certainly related to bitter experience in terms of hygiene, they don't even allow certain meats to be eaten. Pork, for example, in a hot climate, it's so dangerous. Very dangerous meat. Look, I'm not making a case for veganism. I'm making a case for the church wading into this argument. I mean, what are we made of? Are we too grand to get into a good fight? And Pope Francis has given us tremendous leadership in this. Wade in. Just wade in. The church has the truth. And we must speak that truth in season and out and everywhere we go. We don't have exclusive possession of truth because truth can be found in many religions and many other things, but not the entirety of the truth, which, as the great council taught us, subsists in its entirety in the Catholic Church with the Pope at its head. Just in case you were in any doubt as to where I'm coming from here, I am an unrepentant, paid-up, card-carrying cat. But I'm telling you, it'll be a sorry day for us, the day the Church stops learning in the sense of finding new ways in which to express that truth, new ways in which to understand that truth. Look, go back to new men, go back to the theologians, I'm no theologian. The possession of the truth is very dangerous. We used to say teaching boys that boys regarded, the problem is boys are warriors. And when there's no war, they do nothing. They sit back and let the women do the heavy lifting. And that's only partly a joke. Believe me, I've seen it. It makes teachers tear their hair out. They're good-natured, easygoing, and they see no reason to get worked up until about the night before the exam. We have to sooner or later get into this fight. And this is a fight. What is man? What is woman? What is humanity before the world? 
What is the timber and metal of our faith? Can we say that we truly love Jesus Christ? Can we say that we reflect the face of God when we, when we operate terrifying industries which kill enormous numbers of animals, when we're not eating nearly as much vegetables and fruit and seeds as we should be eating even for our health? Can we say that we're treating the earth well as, as, as its stewards? And I don't, I believe we are the greatest thing on the face of this earth. I believe that the earth must be understood with reference to humanity. So you can all just put that in your pipe and smoke it. You, f- you feel that, that humanity is, is just a blight on the face of the earth. We sometimes behave as a blight, but we are its glory. We are reflecting earth, thinking earth, sinning earth, holy earth. Without humanity, earth is not holy. It is a stage that has no actor. And we tread the boards here. But how should we be treating the theatre? This is my question. What's the point of being a great actor if you have no respect for the theatre manager and for the building and for, and for everything else that has to be done there? No. We must put more back. We must look at the way we're treating the environment as a matter of urgency. But we must also look at the way we're treating animals. I'm serious. I mean, it is an absolute scandal that so many dogs are put down. You know, this is crazy stuff. That people are buying dogs on a whim for kids just as if it were any ordinary present. That's a living being to whom you're giving a home. That's no small matter if your hospitality is shown to be treacherous and selfish and wicked and you take that poor living being that has centred its entire world on you and hand it back to a pound because it's no longer convenient. Tough, my friend, tough. You got the dog, you look after the dog until the dog dies. A happy and comfortable death. You started it, you finish it. No, no, the Pope's right. We have to start looking at this. How are we treating animals? Should I be eating so much meat? Do I need so much meat? Should I be growing more of my own food? Here's a question, if I have some ground in which to grow it. I'm just asking these things, but I really am starting to get nervous about it. And I'm, I'm beginning to think, you know, I used to be very dismissive as a, as a very, you know, a conservative priest. I used to be very dismissive of the whole vegan thing. I used to be very dismissive of of the whole environmental thing and I'm beginning to see the extent of my sins. It doesn't mean we can't learn from it. I mean, the church, the, the medieval church used to refer to Socrates as the sublime pagan. Let's face it, we've learned from it before. If it weren't for the Greeks, the early church would have found it much more difficult to articulate its theology and develop it. No, no, no. Time, time to go back to school. Time to learn. Time to get grungier, racier of the soil. Get down and dirty. Okay. So I want you to go home and I want you to find a rabbit to talk to. Or a tree to hug. I am messing a bit. I want you to think about this. This is our inheritance. Okay? We cannot simply leave this to atheists and to those who do not honour the Lord. 
when the cause is just. No. We have to get into it. We have to raise the cross of Christ in the middle of the struggle to save the environment. God bless you and keep you. Gia Ismuriyev, God and Mary with you. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit.